0: my loves let me ask you something are you ready to dive deep or do you feel like you need some time away from the people place and things that make up your current life it could be both you're like i need to get the fuck away from everything and everyone and i'm also ready to take my spiritual path to the next degree, the honey, okay? Regardless of what it is, I got you. There's two legendary, amazing, delicious opportunities for us to practice together in person this year. The first one is at the iconic Omega Institute in New York, upstate New York. And the second one is in Mykonos, Greece, honey. And both of these retreats are gonna be a combination of the spiritual dance practice also known as the sad method also known as the spiritual workout and Dharma talks so let me break this down for you the SAD method for those of you who are like what the fuck is that is a practice uh, it's an experience it's a it's a it's a performance art healing experience that I created. Um, that combines ecstatic dance, meditation, breath work, and mantra. And these four practices are here to activate, amplify, and energize the four qualities in your heart, according to Buddhist psychology, which are love, compassion, joy, and wisdom. So during the retreat in, in upstate New York, is five days, excuse me, six days, five nights, and Greece is eight days, seven nights. I'm going to tell you more about this in a second. But during the retreat, we're going to dance we're going to dance twice a day. Okay. And dance as much as you want, move as much as you want. But the whole purpose of the, of the movement is for you to actualize what you learn during the theory part where we're going to sit around. And I'm going to explain to you through, through the, the, my interpretation and my understanding, my studies of Buddhist psychology. I'm going to give you all that I know during that dedicated, you know, retreat time away from the people, place, and things that make up your current experience, you're going to be devoted towards your heart, towards your liberation. Therefore, you're going to be able to then actualize that which you learned during theory in the dance floor, and then you're going to be be able to bring that all back into your life once you leave the retreat. Going to retreat has been one of the best things that I've ever done for myself, it has changed my life. And you've heard, if, you, if you're if you a listener, uh, an avid listener to the podcast, you've heard me talk about going on retreats over and over again. If you've read my books, you know that going on spiritual retreats is how we take our practice to the next level. Oftentimes, we do need to take time away from people, places, and things that make up our current life in order for us to truly discover who are we really and what is it that I want to do in my life. And maybe you're like I already know who I am and I'm already happy with what I'm doing in my life but you want to actually bring more joy, more bliss, you actually want to be happier, more playful, more lighthearted in more lightheartedness into your life. This retreat these retreats are for you. You can either come to one or you can come to both. It doesn't matter. The point of the Sam method, the spiritual workout, the spiritual dance practice is for us to say fuck off to people that says that when you are a disciplined spiritual practitioner, you become more serious. That is a lie. Okay. The truth is, the deeper you become, the 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 deeper you 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 enter into the spiritual path, and the more you're disciplined about your spiritual liberation, the more playful and lighthearted hearted and more smiles and more humor and more laughter your life becomes filled with. Okay. So click the links in the show notes, and I hope to see you at, in Upstate New York at the iconic, legendary Omega Institute. Uh, let me tell you the dates. Uh, upstate New York is June nineteenth through the 24th. Okay. And Greece is, um, October 8th through October 15th. Okay. And if you have any questions or concerns about the retreats, when you click the link in the show notes, um, or so you can visit my Instagram bio or my TikTok bio to get all the details for the, for the retreats. If you have questions, just go onto the retreats website and and click over there to find out how you can talk to the retreat producers. They're both amazing powerhouse companies that are producing my retreats. They will be able to help you with anything you need, okay? I love you all so much, and I cannot wait to practice with you and get free with you. Love you. Peace. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to a new episode of the Spiritually Sassy Show. Today's guest is Rashanda Tremble. She's a professional tarot reader living in Switzerland and the author of The Numinous Tarot Guide, A New Way to Read the Cards. She also runs the website called Stay Woke Tarot, where she shares her unique modern day approach to working with the tarot. She's also a member of Mensa, the High IQ Society. Well, hello, everyone. Today, we're going to talk to a guest that I'm really excited about, uh, someone who is doing something really inspiring. And for me, it's going to be highly educational because I'm coming to the space knowing nothing about what she is an expert on. Uh, welcome to the show, Rashanda Tremble. Hi, my love.
1: Thank you. Fa. Thank you very much for having me here. I am really excited and really excited to meet you.
0: You too. Such an honor and a joy. And you are currently uh, in Switzerland.
1: Yes, I am in Switzerland. I, uh, you know, I've talked about this on like my Instagram feed and and on social media, but my my husband and I have just made a big switch. Mm -hmm. We were in Zurich first, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. had a really fast life. We were living in the middle of Zurich uh, Mm -hmm. in the red light district. Everything mm-hmm. you needed and everything you didn't need was right around mm-hmm. you. And um, we made a big switch. We are now living in a very, very small village about mm. five to ten minutes away from Italy. And oh it's beautiful. God. It's oh gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you to give us and a tour
0: on an IG Live at one point. I need to see <laughs> what it's like <laughs> to live five minutes away from the Italian border. Oh,
1: oh my God. God. Yes. <laughs> Sounds so dreamy. You know, we are. I, I will say this. I, mm-hmm. you know, at first I was like, oh, we're so lucky. But, you know, sometimes when you just make that decision, it could be years, you know, or whatever, but you say, mm-hmm. I want this particular life. Mm-hmm. And you write it down on a piece of paper or you do something or you do a spread or whatever, a tarot spread, mm-hmm. and you plant that. Seed in your head, and that mm-hmm. seed grows roots all the way down to your subconscious. This would start making moves that you don't even realize that will put you on the path to, you know, um, to making this dream a reality. And that's mm-hmm. basically what we did. You know, it wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. Um, even today wasn't easy. Yesterday
2: wasn't
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's been a trip, but yeah, yeah. that's where I am. Yeah. Okay. And we're,
0: we're happy. Yeah. Good, yeah. good, good. Um, I love what you already said, that that like planting that seed, it's it's so the the, the botany metaphor, it's so big in Buddhist uh, philosophy. So I love that we're there already. So before we go anywhere, the first question I ask every guest is, Who are you right now? Oh
1: geez, Louise. <laughs> it really did. for me it depends on the day the second the minute so i mean who i am right now i guess for people mm-hmm. who are listening they have no clue who the hell this woman is uh you introduce me a, my name is Rashonda tramble i am a uh, i'm not gonna say i'm a global citizen i am a u.s immigrant i'm not gonna say expat because i mm-hmm. hate when people say oh i'm an expat and you know no i am a, an immigrant to switzerland I have Mm -hmm. been in Switzerland for about 20-some-odd years. Uh, I'm an African-American. Who else am I? I am a descendant of, you know, enslaved people. I am a tarot reader. Mm -hmm. I am a Reiki practitioner. I am a lot of things that I am saying right now. But if you ask me tomorrow, I will probably (laughs) say a whole bunch of other stuff. That's Uh, right. That's who I am. Yeah, that's the beauty and, of
0: this question. Yeah, it just kind yeah. of like, who are you in this moment? I'm a mess. I'm sloppy. I'm not saying no, you. I'm saying if you ask me, I'm like, I just feeling all the feels and experiencing the the impermanence of of my experience of my of yeah. my life and feeling kind of uh, afraid of it. You know, it just sometimes exactly. it's like I'm not. I I it, it's the the question kind of opens the door for us to just check in with. Who are we? How are we feeling about about our our experience in this moment and who are we expressing in the moment? You know, Um, let's jump into the thing that I'm most excited about um, hearing you educate us on is is tell me about the tarot. Tell me about what God. is the tarot, honey, and what mm. do we do with it? Mm. And, mm. and you are I such a beautiful, visionary, fashionable, like you just have this, this exuberant energy about you that you're like, you're magnetic. When I checked you out on IG and I saw your book, I was like, excuse me? Yes, you yeah. are going to talk to me about the tarot, honey. That's exactly who I want to educate or- on this art.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I let, let me say this because when you know we were talking a little bit before and you said you knew nothing about tarot, I don't I I don't know if I believe that because okay. <laughs> tarot is about Ugh. life. It is, you know, there are these archetypes in the decks and it's it's about life. So to say, you know, you don't know about tarot, you're saying you don't know about life and you don't experience life and that's not mm. the case.
0: It's not because so, I'm a I'm a PhD PhD student of life,
1: and that's, <laughs> and that, and that, and that, that's exactly what uh, what the book is about. You know, I'll go ahead and talk about the book. It's a new a tarot guide, a new way to read the cards. Mm-hmm. And what we did was we took there's seventy just to let you know there's seventy eight cards in a in a tarot deck. You know, you've got the major arcana. The major arcana deals with like your overarching Themes, you know, talking about the archetypes, you know, we said ma- the mother, the father, mm-hmm. uh, death, things of that nature. And then you've got the minor arcana, which is like the little piddly things and you may recognize, swords, um, uh, swords, cups, wands, and pentacles that represent particular things like mm-hmm. elements that we, you know, that elements that we all deal with
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: in our lives. And so that's like the basics, but with the book itself, what we did was with each single card in that deck, we wrote a story mm. and it's a story that applies to something that is going on in your life. You know, we, we have stories that, you know, connect to gentrification. There are stories that are talking about, um, You know how to get off your high flying horse and connect with people in the office. Mm -hmm. Uh, Stories about lineage. You know what you what what's being handed down from your ancestors. So it's it's about tarot, but it's connecting tarot to daily life to your particular life, and so that's why. When you know, and you're not the first person that has come to me and said, "I know nothing about tarot," but that's why I challenge people. I say mm-hmm. you may not know about the 78 pieces of paper,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, but you do know about what tarot is about. You know about the meanings. You know about love. You know mm-hmm. about loss. You know about heartbreak. You know about mm-hmm. death. Mm-hmm. You know about all of these things, and that what that's what tarot is about. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, I challenge you about mm-hmm. that. Because
0: Thank you. It, yeah.
1: You know, you do know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just sort of coming to, you know, it's, it's just sort of, um, how can I say, allowing yourself to marinate a little bit in some of the meanings that we have in the guide. And you'll say, oh, I know this. Mm-hmm. I've experienced this. And so mm-hmm. that's what I mean when I, when I say, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, you know about tarot.
0: Mm -hmm. And how did you come about the tarot and like, how can we, how did you use the tarot when you first got, got, you know, sort of acquainted and you made tarot an alliance and your path, you know, I have. I speak about this the spiritual tools that we have as alliances and subscriptions that we have. And mm-hmm. what subscriptions mm-hmm. are you unconsciously subscribed to? And then you get your your bill, your your you look at your bank account at the end of the month, you're like, what the fuck? I'm subscribed to all this shit. Like, no wonder why I'm looking. No wonder why I'm tired. No wonder why my life is not moving in the direction of my dreams. No wonder why mm-hmm. I'm not actualizing my highest potential because of all these Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. flawed and faulty subscriptions that I'm still leaking my energy to unaware of it. So when I think about you and I think about the tarot and I think about this conversation, um, and, and I, I want to know how and when you made the tarot an alliance on your, on your path to be like writing this beautiful book.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Let's go all (laughs) the way Yes, please. (laughs) How much much time do you have? Let's go all the way back about Mm. 25 years. Okay. Okay. I was a reporter producer for a TV station in North Carolina. Okay. And I had been given an assignment to do. I can't, I, I keep thinking, you know, what was the assignment? I can't remember, but it was something like, um, talking to people about their like alternative practices, religious practices, or whatever, and I was okay. supposed to interview a woman mm-hmm. who was a Reiki master, and she would not talk to me until she read my cards. Wow. And I had always had, like, um, I-, I will say I had, like, this little opening, this curiosity, because, you know, I'm from the U.S. South, and, you know, there's this it's hard to separate the spiritual from the mundane when you're from the South. It's kind of like part Mm -hmm. of our life. I'm I'm speaking for myself, but that's what I feel. Mm -hmm. So there was always something there. So she read my card and Mm -hmm. she, she did a spread. I can't remember what all happened, but it Mm -hmm. was, she hit a lot of good points. And then I decided, okay, let me just see for myself. So Mm -hmm. to make a long story short, I, Uh. for the story, because I needed a prop, when I went on the air with the, with the story, I needed a prop and I bought a tarot deck with really not that. I know you're just, you're just like, Oh gosh, (laughs) I bought a tarot deck with not, I was just going to hold it up to the screen and say, Ooh, Mm -hmm. it's a tarot deck, but something weird happened. I Mm. was, um, I was sitting with it in the newsroom and I was just flipping through this deck. Mm. I was like, man, I'm kind of like, I'm connecting with this. I'm interested in <laughs> it. And I go, I don't even know why. That's the thing. It was like, I don't even know why. But
2: That's huh. right.
1: yeah. so what happened was the news director came to me and I was supposed to, you know, when you buy something for a story, you're supposed to give the item over to the uh, news department and they reimburse you
2: mm-hmm. because
1: it was for work. And mm-hmm. when she came to me, she was like, you know, you want to give me the deck? And I said, you know what? I'm going to keep this. Mm -hmm. let me just keep it. Mm -hmm. And so as I went on, I just started using it for particular things in my life or like when I needed to work something out, when my thinking brain got in the way, Mm -hmm. because I'm all air signs. I am an Aquarius, you know, Libra and then, you know, rising Mm -hmm. Libra. I am all air signs. Absolutely. So I'm an overthinker. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I need to be able to, when I think through something to say, wait a second, let me just connect with whoever I believe in spirit, whatever, and see if I can get out of the way and let that spirit come through my body, Mm -hmm. come through my head, come through my chest, my arms. And when I pull that card. Mm. And put the card on the table. That's when we can have a conversation. So when you were talking about alignment, how do I make that come together? That's that's basically what happened. And that's how I have been living my life through tarot. Mm. Now, there are yeah, I mean there are a couple of ways.
0: Sorry, let me just ask you a question just so I get the full picture. So we -hmm. drop into sort of meditative state, we sort of like Say, dear God, dear cosmic mother, dear spirit, dear Buddha, dear Krishna, whatever it may be.
1: Dear me, or even dear or me.
0: Dear highest self, dear heart, right? Yes. Dear uh, mm-hmm. Sa, and you just connect to the highest wisdom inside of you, and you pick the card as a way mm-hmm. of speaking, tickling, seducing, connecting to the, the wisest part of you. So the deck is just showing you like this beautiful mirror to the solutions mm-hmm. that live inside of you.
1: Yeah. And, you know, okay, I'm cool. Go I got it. <laughs> you know more about power than you think. You okay. know, and, and uh-huh. I also to um, work through particular issues or problems, and it's not even just, you know, I connect to spirit, and I pull a card. Sometimes I look through the deck, and I do it face-off, and I say, which, I'm feeling a particular way. Which card sort of I feel like matches what I'm feeling right now. And I situation like, when I was, you know, working in corporate and, and, and busting my butt in corporate or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, I would pick up the, pick up the deck and I'd look through and I'd see the two of pentacles, which, you know, to describe what it is, it's a person that's juggling two coins in their hands. Mm-hmm. And when I was, you know, busting my butt and I saw this car and I was like, huh, what thought? come with this particular card, what thoughts are sparked when I look mm. at this card and I think about my situation and with me working so hard, you know, doing 150% and only getting credit for 80%, mm. what comes up with the two of And I went from there. Okay. And you can also do it that way. You can just look at, you know, you can look at the images on the card.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm,
0: I like this This working with symbols as a way to okay. give to give language to what we're experiencing. That's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm, I love that. And that's that. how
1: I use it because sometimes, you know, you, you, you may not realize this because I can't talk, but sometimes I can't find the words. And there are a lot of people out there who can't find the words, but they can find the pictures.
0: That's right. And that's so big because, you know, oftentimes uh, we know this, but 90% of communication is nonverbal. And especially when we're connecting to the unseen world, especially when we're talking to the highest, most awakened version of ourselves, that place where the heart, mind intersect. And that's where... You know, the silence lives um, mm-hmm. to convey what that's what that's speaking to us. We lack language, mm-hmm. you know. That's exactly. why symbols could open the door for us to understand ourselves and understand mm-hmm. our next move, our next step. Shit, I'm
1: getting the shit, honey. I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's exactly what I mean when I say, you know, you can use tarot. Anybody can use tarot if they want to. I don't want to force anything on anyone, but like with Mm -hmm. this particular, this particular book, Mm -hmm. you know, I can guarantee you there are, there are situations if you just, if you don't even pick up the deck, Mm -hmm. if you just pick up this book and you Mm -hmm. look through the story you'll say, you know what, Mm -hmm. I think I, I, I I think I recognize this. I think I understand this story. But that's the thing. I mean, I, you know, I just picked up something, um, The Nine of Swords. Okay. I can read this story very quickly. It's Please from do. the book. I was okay?
0: just going to yes. ask you to read. Yes.
1: And I just, I just picked this up. Okay. So hmm. Nine of Swords. Follow your dream, you said to yourself. Live your truth, you said to yourself. But in the excitement of landing your dream position at an art gallery and resigning from your corporate gig, you didn't consider the pay cut or the loss of the bonus, or that your rent would go up. You're calculating your budget, and you're worried. For years, you took the financial security that came with your old job and the lifestyle it gave you for granted. How will you pay your bills now? Did you make the right move? What in the world have you done? Mm. All of these questions are swimming in your head for now. But Mm. these questions have answers, and you will find them. Soon you'll take action. You'll get your spending under control. You'll find a cheaper place to live, and you'll wake up every day grateful for the fact that you're no longer caught up in the corporate grind. Mm-hmm. But right now, the only thing you can do is worry. Mm-hmm. And so that's the Nine of Swords, mm-hmm. and the Nine of Swords. This particular card in tarot, it is about that 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 long dark night, that dark night, that dark night of the soul, mm-hmm. where you just worried, worried worried but mm-hmm. the thing about nines and tarot it's like you're at the climax you're almost there you're almost there to the 10 and that's mm-hmm. completion and then swords are about thoughts, communications and if you look at a like the Rider-Waite-Smith uh deck you'll see on the card if there is a person in the bed and they're sitting there with their head in their hands and mm-hmm. they're just worried and worried and worried
2: mm-hmm.
1: when I do a reading for someone hmm and it's comes up and there's a situation like this. Mm. I mentioned to them that, you know, these nine swords that are over the person's head as they're mm-hmm. in the bed. Mm-hmm. Think of these swords also as a ladder. Oh, wow. And you can just turn and just start pulling yourself up out of that situation. Just keep that in your head. It's going to be uncomfortable. It may even hurt a little bit, but you're mm-hmm. going up. And you're pulling yourself off out of that situation and you're almost there. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm talking about in terms of, you know, Tarot, because you know life and the Mm -hmm. stories in this book are pulled directly from life. I mean, some Mm -hmm. of them are are coming from my life. Mm-hmm. I won't tell you which one, but...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know how to crawl my way out of hell. I know how to crawl my way out of a rock-bottom honey, and I look good doing it too, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And that's what this is about, And that's what the book is about. Mm-hmm. And the book also has... It's three ways of, of either learning tarot or relearning tarot because the book itself is for all levels. So we have the stories, mm-hmm. which I just read an example... Also, we give sort of the 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 sort of book uh, definition of the card, but then we also have journal prompts. Mm, Love it. There are three ways you can come at this. Come at this book. It's for Mm. if you know if you say like you just said you know nothing about Carol you know Mm -hmm. already coach there or you are a quote unquote expert Mm -hmm. you can find something in this book.
0: I love it. And then what's the history with the tarot? Like, how did we, how did it come about?
1: Okay. This is, you know what? If you ask five tarot readers, what's the history of tarot? You're going to get. Has <laughs> everyone has
0: a different answer. Everyone has a different answer.
1: You're going to get five, you're going to get six different meanings because five people are going to give their definitions and then one person is going to change your mind. But mm-hmm. here's the thing um, tarot itself, from what I understand, from what I learned, actually started as a game in Italy back in the 1400s. So it was called Tarocchi. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a game, but it wasn't. It was a game. It was a card game. But the mm-hmm. images on the card, sometimes they represent it like um, um, not royalty, but higher ups. In particular, Italian—I'm saying Italian society—when Italy really wasn't Italy way back then, it was different provinces. But Mm -hmm. you know, the Visconti's and and those types of people, and they—they would have these images put on card decks, you know, as part of gifts or whatever to honor themselves. And so Mm -hmm. you had that. It wasn't really until I want to say like the 1900s, and you had the Golden Dawn, Order of the Golden Dawn, that people started using. tarot for divination Mm -hmm. it was it was when that sort of it it it, it sort of started right around then when when it was used for that particular purpose so that's sort of the i guess the cliff notes version of tarot Mm -hmm. and you know just to tell you there are different like systems of tarot you have the writer waite smith which is sort of the the most known and that's what the numinous tarot guide is based on, it can be used with any Rider-Waite-Smith deck, but Mm -hmm. you do also have like the Marseille tarot, which is another system. And that's mostly the European system. But most, most people, at least in the, in the States and the most people that get into tarot, they usually start with Rider-Waite-Smith and Mm -hmm. the Rider-Waite-Smith deck was actually drawn by Pamela Coleman Smith, uh, a woman. Some people say she was a woman of color I look at pictures, I see a woman of color, but this was back in the, uh, back in the 1900s. And she was the one who actually drew the images on this deck. Wow. And that's how it came about. I mean, she was working under the auspices of A.E. Wait, but she was the actual, a woman actually drew this, the original Ryder waite Smith deck. That's where you get the Smiths from.
2: Hmm.
0: Love it. Oh my goodness. And how has the, the, the tarot kind of like influenced your own life? How have you seen it sort of like the divination power of working with this spiritual tool has like, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. supported you?
2: Oh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I will be very honest with you in that tarot has helped me. Uh, tap into, I don't want to say a power, but it has helped me tap into an aspect of myself where I learned to trust my intuition. I, I will actually, I believe everyone has a very strong intuition. Mm-hmm. I, my intuition is pretty Wrong. I feel even uncomfortable saying that. I'm stuttering. Please don't. Minute, don't feel but, uncomfortable.
0: This I mean, is the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But that's what tarot has done for me because um, I will think something and then I'll say, "Well, let me just pull a couple of cards and see what's going on here." And then I see these cards. I'm going, "Oh my gosh, yeah, I was spot on." And where I sort of, where mm. I sort of have a, I have a clash is that, um, I'll go ahead and say it, I'm also in MENSA. And for people out there who are wondering what MENSA is, MENSA is a high IQ organization. It's for people who supposedly have have IQs in the top two percentile of the world. It just means you're a good standardized test taker. But what happened to me in my life was Mm -hmm. when I... Was accepted into Mensa And I was 16 years old And I was all, one of the few people of color One of the even few black people Even a few I mean, you could probably count The black women that were in Mensa When I uh, was accepted into it Which was in 1986 You could probably count them on one hand It was so into analysis, analysis, analysis You're supposed to Numbers, Matt, you know You're smart mm-hmm. You're quote-unquote smart You're intelligent You're not supposed to be doing this type of stuff You know uh, tarot cards and this mm-hmm. and all this stuff and that was a battle that I had. Mm. Um, I was embarrassed for a very very long time, even though at least with my mom, you know, even mm-hmm. though my mom was you know Southern Baptist, there was an aspect of you know spirituality there that was like you know this blooming, exciting, um, spontaneous dancing, spiritual type of, you know, connection mm-hmm. with God and the universe. But then there was this other side. And I will even say, even with, you know, coming from my, my dad's side, this don't mm. just, you know, you mm-hmm. don't do that. You're smarter than that. And mm-hmm. now I realize that it has nothing to do with it. It's all me. And that's mm-hmm. what tarot has done for me. That's what, you know, it's okay to analyze when you just pull a card out and see what's going on. And Mm -hmm. so, tarot has helped me sort of round myself off, I guess you could say, Mm -hmm. and accept, not just accept, because I I don't even like that, oh, I accept all this stuff. I embrace,
2: I -hmm. embrace all
1: of these parts of myself, the nerdy part,
2: Mm -hmm. the
1: introverted part, Mm -hmm. um, the, you know, the empress part, which is the creativity, also... The hierophant part, which is, you know, see, teaching knowledge, sharing knowledge, but also embracing the knowledge that, is being, that has been handed down to me from my ancestors, which is a spiritual knowledge. Mm-hmm. So that's what tarot helps mm-hmm. me do. Embracing mm-hmm. a high priestess aspect mm-hmm. of myself, where there's this spiritual sort of, you know, unspoken knowledge. Even mm-hmm. the fool, like I don't have to know everything all the time, and that's what that's what that's what the tarot is in the not
0: knowing, right? I yeah. love this, and one thing you said that I really loved is like the terror can, and I'm just uh, like interpreting what you said. It's it's a way of sharpening our intuition. It's a way of like just getting really fucking clear on Mm -hmm. when a no is a no and when a yes Mm -hmm. is a fuck yes, you Mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm, and just mm -hmm. getting that kind of hit because we intuitively know what we need to be doing, but we've been colonized, indoctrinated um, to not trust ourselves, you mm-hmm. can't trust yourself. You have to trust me. You have to trust, you know, this institution and that institution and this billboard and this company and those mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they are, quote unquote, uh, the, the the keepers of the truth. And then we have been, um, our truth has been, you know, uh, squeezed out of us with mm-hmm. every single time society mm-hmm. said, trust mm-hmm. them or follow them or do what they're doing. Watch this thing, dress like this, speak like that. You know, and, and something about the spiritually sassy path is, 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 is this audacity to trust in your heart, this audacity to have this, this, this alliance with the spiritual heart and this, this profound uh, intuition that is just piercing and deeply knowing. That is, it's, it's mm-hmm. a jolt and it's kind of disorienting because it's profoundly inspired and it's mm-hmm. a truth teller you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I love, I love what you said about this. I love what you said about mm-hmm. that. Thank you.
1: I I spend a lot of time. I mean, I, I love my clients. I love the people I read for, but I also spent, I spend a lot of time unraveling that indoctrinization where, um, Oh, am I supposed to, you know, yeah, I have this intuition, but Oh, I'm not exactly sure. And you know, a lot of times in my readings, I, I let the querent talk. I let the person I'm reading for do a lot of the talking, and so sometimes I will hold a card up, maybe the Six of Swords or something, and just say, "What does your intuition tell you about this card? What, what's coming up with this card?" And it's like, uh, what well, doesn't it mean? It doesn't." I'm like, "It doesn't." I'm not talking about what it means. Forget the little white book. Forget mm-hmm. that. What about you? What's coming up in you? Mm-hmm. And when people realize like, oh my gosh, I have the right to say what I feel without wondering, is this correct? This man told me this, this mm-hmm. man, I shouldn't, miss. I can actually say it? I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's when the tears fall and they they look at the card and they allow this, this I, I, I think of it almost like, bloom. They allow this bloom to open, Mm -hmm. like a flower to open. And and they just go, Wow, I can say that the Six of Swords means I am leaving a particular situation because you've got like three people in this boat. They're leaving uh they're Mm -hmm. leaving someplace going towards Mm -hmm. dry land. They're in this water. But you hear the person say, I am leaving a particular situation. It's not, I'm leaving a particular situation. It's like, stop taking your voice up like that. Like it's a question, you know, Mm.
0: you know, Mm. I love that. I love the empowering aspect to your readings and Mm -hmm. tell me about the term stay woke. What, how does it relate to tarot and your work?
1: Mm -hmm. This is, This is a longer, I'll make this one short Because it's sort of (laughs) kind of gnarly It's a gnarly thing But Stay Woke I actually I started quote unquote Stay Woke Tarot That's my website As a blog back in like 2015, 2016 And this was before people started saying Stay Woke Mm
2: -hmm.
1: One thing it came from was There was a movie from back in 1988, by Spike Lee, it was called School Days. Mm-hmm. I don't know because I I think I got a couple of years on you, Sal, so I don't know if you know about mm-hmm. this movie. But no, and also it. your
0: spiritual awakening that day in the in the TV room. It was 1986. You said right that you're doing that. Well, that.
1: No, no, 19. No, no. My that was no, 19- 1986 when you
0: got into the into the high IQ school, right? Yes,
1: yeah, exactly. I was yeah. 16 and years I was old. Being
0: born. Yeah, so you got, oh, you got gosh, a little yeah. bit,
2: yeah. <laughs> you got a little bit. You got, yes. Exactly. Yeah.
1: But so this this movie was in, it was a 1988 School Days by Spike Lee, mm-hmm. and it was, um, it was, it was on a, an, a, a fictional h uh, historically black university, but there was just a lot of shenanigans going on or whatever. And to make a long story short, at the end of the movie, Lawrence Fishburne is in it, and his character runs Screaming through the courtyard saying, wake up, wake up, wake up to what's going on in your life. Wake up to what you're doing here on campus. Wake up to your purpose. Mm-hmm. And so he's screaming, wake up. And that's mm-hmm. what being aware, staying woke, staying aware. That was the first thing. Mm-hmm. The second thing was Martin Luther King back in, I want to say 1967 or 1968, gave a At the National Cathedral in Washington, D.C., that was called Remaining uh, Awake During a Revolution. Wow. And he talked about uh, Rip Van Winkle and the fact that Rip Van Winkle, the the fable where um, Rip Van Winkle went up this mountain and he looked at this picture of King George as he was going up. This is like during the Revolutionary War. And he fell asleep, and he fell asleep for 20 years, and that's when the American Revolution happened. And when he came back down, it was a picture of George Washington. And Martin Luther King, Dr. King, was saying, remain awake during this revolutionary time that we have. Mm -hmm. And so that's also where stay woke came from. People were saying, you know, stay woke, stay aware. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so for me and tarot, it helps you stay aware of what's going on. You ask Why? why am i doing this why mm. why did i just do this or that let me pull a card and see and that's mm. what you know that's what helps you dig down into that conditioning like why do i think you know i need to i don't know go on some freaky master cleanse diet or something like that and try to lose all of it why am i thinking that way well mm. it's because of blah 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 society conditioning the patriarchy that's what that's what Stay Woke and Stay Woke Tarot is about.
0: Mm, I love that. And I can see the IQ thing there because, you know, all the dates, you know, all the things. <laughs> it's like this, this, this prolific memory. Oh. I'm a paraphraser and I am a sassy paraphraser for that reason because I'm a nerd for spiritual mm-hmm. wisdom. But the way that things click and that when the codes get actualized in my mind, it's a very interesting thing. It's a very, so I'm listening to him like, yes, honey, I see why you, you're not only, you're not only wise, but you're smart. You know, I, I can put myself, um, you know, humbly put myself in the wise category most of the time, sometimes, oftentimes, um, but the, the, the smartness, I never did well in school. It was just a, a terrible experience for me, you know, following the rules, the tests, the things. I was just kind of like, oh, my God, can I just oh, get the fuck it, out of here, you know?
1: But it's not about being smart. It's not about knowing everything. And it actually, let mm. me read one more card. Yes, please. Because someone, it, someone actually screenshot this and sent it to me because I wrote this. And listen to this, okay? It's the mm-hmm. six of wands. Let me describe the card to you first. There's a person sitting on a horse, and they're holding a wand. They also have a laurel wreath on their heads. They've won something, or it's winning. And then there are there's one uh, wand that they're holding, and there are five other wands that are um, surrounding mm-hmm. them. So mm-hmm. keep that vision in your head mm-hmm. and listen. And to what I'm about to read. So, this is the Six of Wands from the Numinous Tarot Guide. Mm-hmm. You've never been a good student. For some reason, you've always struggled to pay attention to the teacher and find the other students a distraction. It seems that every time you allowed your mind to float through the window over the football field and into that amazingly free space called your imagination. Mrs. Porter's stern voice would break through, snapping you back to reality. She called you stupid, and so did your classmates. Although moving to a new school has been challenging, this one has a special program for young people who think like you. And hey, some of them even look like you, too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It takes just one test to change everyone's mind. You score so highly that there's no room for discussion about the results. Who knew you were brilliant all along? You just needed the right type of stimulation in the right type of environment. Mm. That's what the six of wands is about. This is a card about vindication, about winning, about saying, okay, I'm not finished just yet, but I know I'm on the right road and there are people who are supporting me on this right road and cheering me on. So mm-hmm. that's for you. That's the Six of Wands. Thank you.
0: That was really like, thank you for saying all that. That really landed for me. Mm-hmm. Ah, thank you so much. And tell me about the role of, of forgiveness and the tarot. Like how does someone who's struggling with forgiveness or has tarot helped you to forgive? You know, because forgiveness, mm-hmm. I feel like is, is kind of a lack of forgiveness. I believe to be the culprit of all mm-hmm. of our. Sort of ignorance, um, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm being big about this now because I believe that mm-hmm. we approach everything through a punitive perspective. We feel that when we we, we just have this this punishing mindset, you know. We believe mm-hmm. that uh, the cosmic mother is a punishing mother. We believe mm-hmm. that the mm-hmm. cosmic father mm-hmm. is a punishing father. We we have just gotten all so fucking twisted, you know. And mm-hmm. restoration, mm-hmm. which is the the, ne- the 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 fabric of life has been has been stripped away from the core of who we are we don't restore mm-hmm. we punish we don't forgive mm-hmm. we res- we we hold grudges and we we wear them as a as like a badge of honor so i want to know how can the tarot or how has it's it's a multiple it's kind of a multiple questions weaved into one it's like how has forgiveness played a role in your life slash how does a tarot help to forgive and um -hmm, yeah mm -hmm, all of that mm -hmm. please educate us my sweet love
1: Mm, okay and I'm gonna let me let me see if I can get through this without losing it I mm, I'm gonna. The card that comes to mind for me when when we talk about forgiveness, and this isn't even really a card of forgiveness. Forgiveness. It's a card about security, and that's the ten of pentacles. The ten of pentacles. It's gonna take too long to try. I'm gonna find it in here, but I'm Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not gonna read the story. I'm gonna tell you Mm -hmm. how this card helped me. Mm -hmm. Um, The ten of pentacles is a card where you see Mm.
0: ten of pentacles.
1: It's the Ten of Pentacles, and it's the card. I'm holding it up so you can see it
0: in
2: the book.
1: You see um, there are ten pentacles that are sort of forming the points of the Tree of Life. And then you see an older person. You can't in what I'm showing you right now, but you see an older person in front um, mm-hmm. and then uh, a couple in the back, and they have a child. But it's the card of security. It's the card of accomplishment, and you have like the financial means. And so I'll tell you a story um, about forgiveness. I really did not want to go to university or at least I didn't want to go to university and study like, you know, what I was supposed to study. I really wanted to go deep into art and pardon me. I wanted to study art Mm -hmm. and my parents were just completely against it. So I was at one university and I went ahead and applied to the Memphis college of college of art, which was a, like a top art school. And I convinced my mom to, um, you know, come and do a tour because I was going to transfer from the school that I was going to, and I was going to get her to, you know, please let me study art. Mm -hmm. And so Uh, we went to the school, she looked around and she saw all these kids who obviously were rich kids. Even Amy Carter, Jimmy Carter's daughter, she was going there. I saw her. And so my mom looked around and she saw all these kids. She was like, you're not going here. You know, you're not going to go study art. You need to find, you know, you need to study something where you can find a job when Mm -hmm. you graduate. And even my dad, you know, when he, because he went up there too, and, you know, he and mom and me talked, and they were like, no, we're not going to let you transfer. You need to get something where you can find a job. Mm -hmm. And I was so angry with them for such a long time, for a long, 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 long time for that, Mm -hmm. because I wanted to be an artist, a writer, a creative. Mm -hmm. And so when I think of the Ten of Pentacles, I think of, you know, security, financial security. And now I realize my parents were scared. They were scared. Mm -hmm. They were so afraid that, and here I am, I'm going to start crying a little bit. Mm -hmm. Please. Mm -hmm. You know, they were working so hard to give me and, you know, my siblings this particular life. Mm -hmm. You know, growing up in Memphis, it was, you know, it was a segregated town. Mm -hmm. And so. They weren't saying you can't go to art school because they, out of meanness, Mm -hmm. they were doing it out of law. And what they knew was security. Mm -hmm. Security was getting a good job. And you see, I'm crying now, Mm -hmm. getting a good job. You're
0: making me cry too, oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. You
1: know, know, being able to pay your bills, having good credit, Mm -hmm. and that's what they knew. Mm -hmm. And so that was their view of security that was their view of the Ten of Pentacles. Mm -hmm. And I honor that view that my parents had. Mm -hmm. Now, they were, you know, putting that view on me, and at first I was angry about it. Mm -hmm. But then I had to realize through working, working on that card, working with the Ten of Pentacles, that they were doing what they did with what they had. And what they had was their view of the Ten of Pentacles as being financial security and Mm -hmm. being able to create a home, a physical home and having what you need to create a good life financially for yourself.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And that, Mm -hmm. that, that, that I have to do a lot in terms of forgiveness Mm -hmm. with that.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Oh dear. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Beautiful. Thank you. And that applies to, to a lot. That apply. That story yeah. is so applicable to to all of our lives, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: to all of our mm-hmm. lives. So thank you. Right. I'm I'm messing up my concealer in my mascara.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank yeah. you for crying yeah. on the show. I feel so honored. <laughs> thank you so much. I don't it's truly...
1: much. This is actually a new thing too. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a crier, and just within mm-hmm. the past, like. I don't know, a couple of years, I've started crying and really getting in touch with my emotions, mm-hmm. my intuition. And that's something else that tarot has allowed me to do.
0: Mm, that's beautiful. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm. Have you had
0: mm-hmm. a a mystical experience that you want to share with us? That it's like a top level one. You know, I'm not asking for like Virgin Mary appearing in your living room. Maybe you do have it. Because uh, I know you work with the Black Madonna. Um, and that opens a door for me to ask about about a mystical experience, you know. And I'm trying to this demystify, this mystify. I don't even know if I'm saying the right English word, mystical mm-hmm. experiences and just kind of bring them back into the culture. You know, so we're not afraid of the unseen world. Mm-hmm. We're not afraid mm-hmm. of of dancing with the unseen beings who are constantly mm-hmm. around us, supporting mm-hmm. us, guiding us, working through mm-hmm. the deck, working through friends, mm-hmm. working through strangers. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're so afraid mm-hmm. of the unseen world because we perceive that what comes into our senses is the whole truth. But sorry, darling, across mm-hmm. every mystical mm-hmm. tradition, we know that that is not the truth. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 A mystical experience. I've, I've had a couple. I have oh, a lot, wow. actually, not just a couple. Mm-hmm. I think the one that stands out mm. is um, a dream. Do dreams count as mystical experiences? Of course, experiences?
0: absolutely. Yes, yes, yes.
1: I had this dream not too long after my father passed. My father passed in 2006. My mom passed in 2018. And I had this dream where um and this is also how i know my my folks are doing something up mm-hmm. there they're planning things or whatever but i have this dream where i was in the living room of my my parents home mm. and my dad he used to always wear wear these pants that had a hole in the pocket on the inside and coins getting back to the ten of pentacles and coins okay uh- coins were, Coins would always fall out of the pocket, down mm-hmm. his pant leg. And even as a kid, and he had these pants for such a long time. I would pick the coins up and hand them to dad. And it would be like a joke. Mm-hmm. I could buy my dad, like, we could buy dad, like, designer suits, pants, everything. But he would still go back to his pair of pants. So in the dream, I was in the living room. And... I was sitting in the living room and I could hear my dad's footsteps coming down the hall. And in a dream, I said, this isn't real because he's dead. It wasn't too long after he died. And I said, he's dead. What's going on here? And so I heard the footsteps and I kept thinking it's going to be a nightmare. It's going to be a nightmare. Oh, God, don't let it be a nightmare. I know it's my dad. Don't let it be a nightmare. And so he walked down the hall and I saw him come into the living room. Hmm. And it was just like he was alive and the coins were coming out of his pocket down his pant leg. And I saw the coins. I was like, oh gosh, you still got, (laughs) you, you don't even have pants, the right pants (laughs) in heaven. And so I walked up to him and I was going to hand him the coin, but he bent down and he grabbed the coin and He opened the coin and it was in his hand as if for me to grab the coin. And I was so afraid because I said in a dream, if I grab this coin, he's going to turn into a monster. Something's going to happen. And he had the coin. And I said, okay, I'm going to take this coin from his hand. And when I grabbed the coin, he closed his hand around my hand and it was like it was him. I felt his hand. Mm -hmm. I felt the warmth of his hand. And then he pulled me close to him and he hugged me. Mm. And he started hugging me in the dream. He started, I could smell his cologne. I could mm. feel his clothes and everything. Mm. And then in the dream, he stepped back and he put his hands on my shoulders mm. and he looked dead in my face and he said, I have to go. But don't follow me because you won't understand what I have to do. And he smiled at me and winked and he turned around and he walked. Mm-hmm. He walked back down at home. hmm And that was it. And I woke up, I was like, wow. So that was my mystical experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's how I know. I said, okay, something's going on up there because for him to say, don't follow me mm-hmm. because you won't understand what I have to do. But he did it like with a wink, like mm-hmm. I got a plan for you. I, I'm doing something. That was my mystical experience. Oh, wow. my God, you're making me cry. Yeah, I'm <laughs> crying too
2: over here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow, what a beautiful story. Thank you.
1: That, that, was my, that was my mystical experience when, when that happened with him. And that goes back to... Mm-hmm. This, um, the pentacles, the money, the coins, even mm-hmm. me dealing with my own scarcity issues. Mm-hmm. That was the blending of, you know, this mystical answer to a mundane, uh, uh, a mundane thought, a mundane problem that I had. It was mm-hmm. like blending the mystical and the mundane.
0: That's right. And mm. that,
1: my, that was my experience.
0: Oh, so, I love yeah. it. Thank you, thank you for sharing that. Oh. And that, that just has, there's so many, there's so much symbology involved yeah. in that dream. There's so much yeah. to interpret. Yeah. There's so much to learn from and sit with, and and it's that kind of a thing where a mystical experience. It's it's it could be seen as this like sort of celestial breadcrumb of awakening where you are like you know, but not breadcrumbing in, in mm-hmm. the in the mm-hmm. traditional sense where you want to keep having them. But it's just like it's enough of information but it takes a highly awakened mind to be able to Mm -hmm. interpret that sort of celestial symbology you Mm -hmm, know mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. so let's talk about the the black madonna a little bit Uh, what's your connection to 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 them
1: oh wow i had heard about it was almost like I'd heard a rumor of these Black Madonnas, even when I was a, a kid. There were Black Madonnas in Europe, and I wound mm-hmm. up getting a book mm-hmm. called um, "The Cult of the Black Virgin" by a writer named Ian Begg, E A N B E G G. And it's a very academic book, but it goes through the this concept of the Black Madonna, where they where these statues have come from, or supposedly mm-hmm. have come from. Mm-hmm. And there are churches here in Europe that have Black Madonnas. There is a church that I normally go to in the middle of Switzerland called close Kloster Einsiedeln, and they have a Black Madonna there. And yeah, I mean, and people go to it, they pray to it. Now, if you ask people the meaning of the the, Mm -hmm. the Black Madonna being Black, you're going to get a whole bunch of different you know, mm-hmm. answers. I actually wrote to Kloster Einstein when I got here to Europe, when I got here to Switzerland, and said, Hey, the Black Madonna is black. Why? Now, their answer, because, you know, they're sort of mm-hmm. status quo Catholics there at the, at the cloister, at the, in the cloister is a monastery, I'm sorry, in, in mm-hmm. English. Mm-hmm. They said, Oh, it's because of smoke and soot. And I'm like, Oh, it was a whole bunch of smoke and soot. And it's very smooth smoke and soot. So mm-hmm. if that's what y'all want to say, then it's mm-hmm. fine.
2: Bullshit. I, actually, I call bullshit. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, I call bullshit on that too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but for me, the reason why the Black Madonna is so special is because, I mean, it's it represents the the goddess to me. It mm-hmm. represents the all knowing, all seeing, all comforting mother.
2: Mm-hmm. It
1: also represents to me, I don't know if you, um, I did a blog post on, um, reclaiming the word dark. Are you afraid of the dark? I'm not a love and light type person. I'm Mm -hmm. more of like dark. And to me, dark is comforting. It's soothing. It's warm. It's like a mom, you know, sort of allowing you to hide under her skirt. The goddess is allowing you to do that and be safe and secure. And so that's what I think of when I think of the Black Madonna. It's like this, this, mm-hmm. this combination of the warmth, the darkness, and the Madonna. If you even want to say the Holy Mother or mm-hmm. whatever you believe, even the Star Goddess, that it's something I can I can sort of uh, mm-hmm. sort of link to. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, and being very honest with you, mm-hmm. she's dark, and I am a dark black woman. Mm -hmm. And there are not too many instances where I can go into a church and Mm -hmm. I see people kneeling down in front of a dark Mm
2: -hmm. black
1: female figure that is being worshipped.
0: That's right. Mm
1: -hmm. Not exotified, Mm
2: -hmm. not
1: this or whatever, Mm -hmm. not, you know, Mm -hmm. being made Mm -hmm. into something that people want. It is a holy figure she is a holy figure and she is being Mm worshipped and it allows me to see myself
0: that's right that's right Mm. will you take a a photo of it when next time you go will you you send it to me i will i
1: will I will. i actually i and i also announce on my instagram when i am about to go and i tell people look if you have a petition if you have something you would like for me to say to her, to pray to her, please send me an email with the whatever. I keep them private. I delete mm-hmm. the emails, but I actually go up to the Black Madonna of Einstein. I kneel in front of her and I read everyone's petitions that they send oh, to me by email. Oh my
0: God, who are you? Oh my God, thank you. So much, so wow, so know. the listener I can send you.
2: Uh, send me prayer the email. Requests?
1: prayer requests. Send me the prayer request. I go up wow. there. I go up there and I kneel and I have that the prayer so request powerful. on my phone and I, re- I read them off. I read them off to her. So just wow. to let you know, I mean oh it. God. I mean, and I, I, I believe in that power.
0: Mm-hmm. Me too, a hundred percent. That's so big and powerful and amazing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how generous mm-hmm. of you! Oh my goodness, I'm just kind of thinking like, wow, yeah. a prayer yeah. request to the Black Madonna. Wow, yeah. Yeah. this is yeah. so revolutionary. Thank you, thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you, thank, you, email, thank so you. I will, so I will much. let you all
1: know on Instagram when I'm when I'm going again. That's um, right. You know, and then uh, just send the emails and great. I will read them thank all. You.
0: Thank you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. where can we find you? Do you still offer private sessions that we can book yeah. you for a private reading?
1: Yeah. Here's how it goes. Um, sign up to my newsletter. Go to staywoketarot.com. Uh, go to newsletter and just sign up for my newsletter. And that's when I announce uh, my slot. I do it month to month. Mm-hmm. Um, I open up slots. So that's where you can find me. That's where you can get, uh, you know, you you know, book your reading with me, they go kind of quick. So you have to be kind of, you know, they, but I, that's how I, that's how I do it. Mm -hmm. Um, so you can find me on my website. Also Instagram, stay woke tarot, Twitter. I do cards of the day on Twitter. So anywhere you see stay woke tarot, that's where you see me, but yeah, you can book readings with me, um, on my website. If you don't see readings open, just mm-hmm. wait for the next month or just wait on the newsletter. And then I'll. I, that's where I have the announcement. I open it mm-hmm. back up.
0: Wow. Well, thank yeah. you so much. What an honor and a joy this has been. And thank you for and these beautiful tears. So yes, I, know, I, feel, I am so embarrassed. Oh, embarrassed. <laughs> oh my god, no, honey. This is the kind okay. of thing that I that we have that happens in the show. It's it's either we cackle yeah. like good old yeah. witches to the point of hysteria, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. we cry, or we do both. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and that's, yeah. this yeah. is it. This is the work, and 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 thank you. In so and many ways, you. I can't even tell you. Like it's it's moved me to hear your story and and to hear about your that mystical dream and about the Black Madonna and how to work with the tarot. Um, I want a reading, honey. Okay, okay. I want I like, yes. we'll to get a reading, and I'm inviting everyone to get a reading. You know, and we'll put the we'll put all the details on the show notes for everybody to to. And if you want to kind of do your own sort of self study, get a deck, but then get the book. You know, yeah. get, the book.
2: get the book. Yeah. Yeah. Get the the deck, luminous the tarot
0: guide: a new way to read the cards. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we'll put the sh- we'll put the link for the uh, um, for the book in the show notes as well. Uh, and thank you so much, truly. You're
1: thank so you. welcome, Scott. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much. Okay, many blessings. Lots of love. I'm Sade Simone, and you've been listening to The Spiritually Sassy Show. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and reveal this podcast. And join me next Sunday for another Spiritually Sassy Conversation. Thank you so much for listening, and I love you.